When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode 92 of the Bitter Edge Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan with you again this week. And alongside me is Connor Lynch. Connor, how are you? Not too bad, Ronan. Thanks very much. What's up, Jerry O'Connor? Yeah, not too bad, Ronan. Thanks. How's things, Donald Kelly? Fantastic, Ronan. Thank you. What's the crack, Magoo? Oh, great, eh, Ronan. Yeah, great. Thanks. And welcome back, David <laughs> McGee. Thanks very much. All good here, Ronan. Fresh new trim. This week, we will look back. On Saturday's 1-1 draw against Drada, we'll hear your shouts from the shed end. We'll give away two cases of White Hag from Saturday's game against Drada. We'll also be joined by Rovers midfielder Greg Bulger. And we'll look ahead to Saturday night's game against UCD at the showgrounds. So first of all, lads, we'll go back to Saturday night against Drada. Uh, start for yourself, Connor. Point gained or two points dropped? Uh... Two points. I mean, we we need to be beaten, Drada, and I know, you know, if, I'm sure if Drada United had a podcast, they'd be saying um, that they should be beating us. But, um, look, it's like we are, we're, you know, as you'll hear later on when we we speak to Greg Bulger, you know, we've a team that's technically far superior to to Drada and. Um, we really need to be at home. We need to be beating them. It was a desperate night for football. We'll touch on that as well. Mm. But, you know, regardless of how the game played out, well, I went into the game hoping that we'd win. And uh, I left feeling that we probably should have won. And touch on the, the weather conditions there, Donald. Uh, wasn't a, a night for the for the, uh, the sun cream, no? No, Ron, definitely not. I left the budgie smugglers uh, at home on uh, on on Saturday night. Um, no, it was. It was look at you wouldn't put the dog out in it. It was. It was. It was horrendous. It really was. It was very very bad. And you know, it's it's gas. Like literally, I suppose when people are kind of making up their mind whether they'll go to the game or not, letting start slashing rain. It was grand all day. It wasn't too bad all day. Start slashing rain. Of course, that kind of kills the crowd a bit as well. But uh, no, it was a bad night for a game of football. Um, so it didn't help. Didn't help conditions. It didn't help the game. I wouldn't think. No. How many people were in the showgrounds on Saturday night? What was the attendance? Two eight, I think, roughly was. Was it or something like that? You see, when you've got Ronan Flanagan doing the comms on LOI TV, that's going to be put at home as well. Like you know, that's yeah, absolutely. Silky tones. Yeah, yeah. But just just in relation to the pitch. <laughs> Just in relation to the pitch, the pitch actually has come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of weeks. Um, like, I was in the showgrounds at about 3 o'clock on Saturday, and I swear to God, the pitch, you wouldn't believe how well it's improved. Um, not perfect, but then 5 o'clock, as usual, the fucking heavens open, and Jesus, the day open, it was like 
driving rain. So not making excuses or anything like that. The pitches got better, but it was just fucking our luck that, as usual, five o'clock, the heavens open and wind and the made playing the football that you want to play very very difficult. I think if we have anyway normal type of weather against UCD, um, you know the pitch will definitely suit us more than it has. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just fucking sods law with us, isn't it? And the first half, Magoo, like there was a probably more clear cut opportunities for Jordan. I know with that header with Nando, but certainly Jordan had had their opportunities in the first half. So did we. Yeah. Um. Oh, look, it was just so frustrating, and like we never started. We didn't get anywhere near the levels that we played. Uh, against Dundalk or in the first half against Shelburne like it's so disappointing um, we can't just seem to string a couple of performances together and like we can talk how we want about the pitch and the weather and fucking how well we, how well we played in games previous and we cannot keep giving away these goals that we're giving away like we're starting every game a goal down so it doesn't matter like it's just it's it's like a full-time professional outfit giving away amateur goal. And I don't mean Leicester Senior League amateur. I mean fucking Euro Tab Division 2 amateur stuff. Laughing against Kilglass. Like, they're absolutely... It's it's bordering on Compton, the kind of goals we're giving away at the minute. And, like, we, we can talk about all the football we want and the pitch that'll suit us. And, but if we're coming out a goal down every game where it's an uphill task and we're going to struggle because we're not scoring enough goals neither. We're not creating enough. We don't have anybody... Apart from Mala to score goals, like, and I know someone goes, Oh, Stefan and Danny scored last week, so, but nobody else looks like scoring a goal apart from Mala. So we're starting to goal down, and apart from Mala, we don't look like scoring a goal. So, and we score two every game to win. Like, it's just not good enough at this stage now. We're a quarter way into the season, it's not good enough anymore. And David, touch on that goal, I suppose we talked to Greg about the, the set pieces, but it was a once again, like it's a, it's a, as Magoo said, it's a, it's a poor, poor goal to concede. Yeah, it really is. I mean, given the conditions and everything else, as Magoo said, yeah, they may not come into play, but in terms of, of causing trouble with the, the driving wind and rain, and it was whipped in a few times from that side on that corner. You know, if the ball drops and it, and it is, it's it's pure comedy nearly the way you, when you look back at it, it's dropped and it seemed everybody had their back to it, and they all turned at once and it just somehow got poked into the corner. And you're just sitting thinking, how has this happened again? It's not like you, you give one up, you go, all right, that was just shit luck, and then you move on and you deal with it. But to have it consistently happen over 10 games now, it's it's just really poor, um, and it has to stop. Just to, to really emphasise what McHugh was saying, at this stage of the season, it has to stop. And it starts with communication and a desire that we've said over the last couple of weeks is go win the ball, go deal with it communicate it's just about talking knowing your job knowing where you should be and if it drops scream your name and dump the ball down the pitch as far as it can might not look pretty at the time you don't have to try and play out just get rid of the fucking thing and it's safer as far away from your goal as it is to to try and play out and look nice and and, and play in a transition to get up the pitch then and it's another game without a clean sheet Connor it's no clean sheet so far this season I think we're the only team left in the league yet to keep a clean sheet yeah, well, like, I mean, that's that's the whole the whole 
the whole thing is just about keeping a clean sheet at this stage because um, have we is, ha, there's that many games where we haven't scored? Um, back to what McGrew was saying, you know, we're we're just we're starting every game minus one. Like the goal that we conceded uh, the other night was like I, I don't even know if it goes down to I, I don't know how you classify it because you know there's probably about before before the goal is scored, cross comes in. There's there's a header. I don't know who it might have been uh, Pinecker at the back post who tries to get their head in it and doesn't clear it properly. After that, it's kind of pinball. I'd say there could be four or five uh, different players who touch the ball. Not one of them gets a proper controlled touch on it. Four or five players between uh, Drada and, and Rovers. And like it, it, it is, like as McGill said, it's 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 Division 2, uh, Sligo Leitrim League kind of stuff, like, you know. Um, but so, And that's like, maybe this goal, maybe the goal we conceded was just an absolute outlier. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe someone should have had the, you know, the the the, uh, the wherewithal just to get rid of it. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, go, I need go back someone, to... like I need someone to take responsibility in there, though. No one takes like Jerry was on about it two weeks ago. I think on a pod about someone take responsibility. No one seems to want to take responsibility for we're defending set pieces. Like our best defender of set pieces this season has been uh, Mata. Our centre forward yeah. has been a defender of set pieces this season. Yeah. Like it's not good enough. It's just not good enough. It's like you clear, no you clear, no you clear, no you clear, and then it's in the net. Yeah. Do you want know, someone to enjoy fucking clearing their lines and do you know? No way. It's like fellas. I'm sure we all played football with fellas who loved, just loved not more than heading the ball. They couldn't play football at all. But. <laughs> But they'd hand anything to come in their way. Like, now I know times have changed. You can't have that. You have to be able to play football and stuff as well. But, like, you know, for your defenders, you want them to be clear, want to clear their lines and, and you know, be mad to keep a clean sheet. Be offended and fucking hurt when they, when they don't keep a clean sheet. Like, nobody has ripped us apart this season. Not one game. We score great goals every week. But, yes, we give up the most fucking basic error. Uh, every week conceding goals like it's just who we'll get into every game with our hands time behind our back another point you made Magoo is that about the I suppose we're not creating enough and we're relying on Max to score the goals don't know would that be a concern do you think you know the lack of suppose, I know Max is seven goals now and you know but the lack of creativity going forward I don't think there's lack of creativity going forward. One, being honest with you, um, I, I think like like I know obviously um, Max is a leading goal scorer. He's leading goal scorer in the league as well. But like there are goals in the team, um, like uh, Stefan obviously against um, against Dundalk. Um, we're creating chances. I just I just think like I suppose even with the conversation there with Greg, like just lads maybe need to take a bit of a pop from outside the box and just. You know, but but I look. I suppose there's too much responsibility on 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 Max, all right, yeah. But at the same time, I think we are creating chances. I just think like lads need to back themselves and have a little. Just instead of trying to score the perfect goal or nearly pass the ball into net, there's a couple of times there on on Saturday night from, in the first half that I thought maybe Will or Fabrice could have had a pop from outside the box and. Uh, they didn't, you know, that kind of way, especially on a night like that when the wind is blowing and the rain is blowing in their keeper's face. Fucking have a crack and see what happens, you know. Yeah, 100%. Donald. Um, 
I just think we're kind of probably taking one too many touches or one too many passes and just get the shots off. Like, like in fairness, you probably won't have many more nights like like what we had there on Saturday night in terms of weather, conditions, whatever the case may be. It was an ideal night uh, to be taking shots. Ne- never mind kind of trying to overcomplicate and take one more extra pass or touch. Yeah. Just let loose. Um, McCabe went into that game as a, an injury doubt. The, the, the yeah, keeper. yeah. He came out uh, five minutes before the rest of the draw the team at half time to try and get himself warmed up. I think so. Like that, that was another opportunity for us to to fucking plow shot attempts on goal at him and yeah. you know, kind of play the percentage. Early doors way. as well. Yeah, yeah test him early. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think we we, we didn't have a shot from distance. We had a couple of shots from distance in the second half, and actually, I I think the playing into the wind in the second half kind of suited us more because you could see the amount of balls that we were overhitting. Feinarco was looking for that um, that diagonal ball uh, across pitch and, you know, a couple of them went out for goal kicks. Uh, when we were playing into the wind, that ball was getting caught up and it was it was kind of falling shorter and we were finding ourselves in, in better positions. So, ironically, I think we were better off playing into the wind. And touch on our own goal, lads. Um, Jerry was, you know, we've mentioned before, we've got, we've got scored great goals before and Saturday night was another one. Yeah, look, and again, I, I suppose maybe it's a situation where we didn't kind of overplay it. You know, um, I don't know who it was, but it was in around the centre, got it out to Hutchison, takes on his man and puts a perfect ball into the box and it's exactly where you want Matic to be finishing from. You know, that six-yard uh, box area is probably something that we maybe lacked last year where we are scoring goals now in, in the six-yard box. So I suppose that just kind of adds frustration too in terms of... Um, maybe getting the ball wide, getting good crosses into the box or getting shots off and keeping it kind of, keeping it basic, keeping it simple, maybe not overdoing things. And uh, yeah, and that's the result of it. Like every time, like that's two games on the bounce now that Max has scored. Um, I think this is actually last three goals that he scored inside the six-year box. Two headers and the one in Dundalk, he, he finished um, with his right foot. So I think if we, it's about decision making, maybe in the last third, you know, uh, um, and making the right decision. When we make the right decisions, we score. But then when we overdo it, we're kind of we're giving, I suppose, the opposition maybe a chance to get back into into their their shape and things like that. I, I think so, Jerry. I think we, I think, due to our style, our continued, uh, you know, wants to try and play <clears throat> that passing game. Uh, and looking for those balls, like the goal that was scored, it went from Fitzgerald out to Hutchinson, uh, who put the cross in, and it was a lovely goal and all that. But when you're constantly trying to play that game, it does allow, it does allow the the opposition to fall back into their shape and to kind of get themselves set. Even though we did score against it, but you know we don't, we don't, you know, anytime we are when we were looking to break, uh, in in transition the other night, we were doing it from deep, and. You know, a quick ball from defence was finding Max Mata, who was, you know, forty yards out for goal outside. Yeah, too he was too far from goal to try and get pot shots off, and he was he's still waiting for players to come around and then. So th- those opportunities to get shots off, like we just didn't find ourselves in that position to get shots off early to try and test the keeper. Like we weren't even in that kind of shape. But I suppose the, the other thing as well, though, in fairness, like it's like and I know talking to Greg as well, is the pitch has a lot to answer for there too. Like we're. Fellas would like to hit a kind of maybe first time ball or something like that. They, everything have they have to think twice before they 
before they can actually, you know what I mean? They're taking a touch and then passing the ball because I suppose there's a bit of unpredictability on the pitch as well, you know, the way the ball is going to bounce or whatever. So that's why, like, you know, our best performances this season have been on better pitches. And, mm. uh, you know, I just, and I just, I, I keep thinking, like, as as the weather improves and the pitches get better, I, I just think we're going to be better side. But I think that we could have maybe, I agree with what you're saying, uh, Donald. But I think we could have maybe used that unpredictability a little bit more to our advantage on Saturday night. I don't mm. think you'll have... It's about playing to this, the conditions, the opposition, to your strengths and things like that. And I don't... Like what I said there a minute ago, I don't think you're going to have another opportunity where you have that unpredictability. And that's not... We, we don't want unpredictability. We kind of want predictability. But what I'm saying is play to conditions, play to what's in front of you and use it that to the best of your advantage. I don't think we've probably done that the last night. I think Greg even alluded to that as well. You know, we're not taking enough shots. That was the night to do it. You know, move like next week, it's supposed to be like 20 degrees, dry weather, things like that. Um, you're not going to get that opportunity again. Like, and and that will suit our general play. But I suppose each game is different. You try and use what you can to your advantage at a particular time. I don't think we've done that the last night. No, but there's more than one way to play in as well. Like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mix it up a bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, just, just to clarify on my original point, um, I didn't... I wasn't no, saying you said it now. No, no. No, no, no. no. Correct the record. Correct the record here now. Correct the record. If you listen back, it was taken up wrong, is what I was saying. I never said we weren't creating enough. I said enough people weren't stepping up to the mark. We have to be relying on Max the whole time. If you look, I think only Max... Stefan Dundalk and Fabrice, is it, with, with one each after Max, are the only one of the forward players to score. Would I be correct in saying? So, like, Which it's not good enough. And, and, that, and, that's, and that feeds into the conversation we're just having. Like, you're not you're not expecting uh, Fabrice and Bogdan and Will and all these to be scoring headers in the six-yard box. But they need to be, as, we, as we're saying, taking part. Like, there was a time in the second half where Barlow... Uh, won the ball on the pitch whatever himself and Fabrice had a little one too and Fabrice tried to dink it over the top round the back to Barlow again he was 20 yards out with nobody around him with a, a wand of a left foot stick it, it into funny the top enough, it was funny enough actually Miguel. I remember that instant because yeah. Seth and Donald were standing at the yellow gates right and the uh, subs were well, I don't know you mightn't thank me for this now but anyways but the subs were warming up uh, in front of us and uh, David Cawley was like why the fuck didn't you shoot he was saying it to himself, but we, we heard him. And that's exactly what you're kind of saying there, like. Yeah, like they need to, it, it, we're all about taking responsibility for defenders, but, but they need to take responsibility up the right end of the pitch too, like. Don't be relying yeah. on Max the whole thing. Yeah. So, it was a, it's funny. It was, like... to, it was a lovely ball and it was clever and all that, but it wasn't the night to do that thing. Yeah. The night was, no. the night that was in it was the fucking shoot. Yeah. It had to be an imperfect ball. Whereas yeah. with the night that's in it, it could be a scruffy shot or slide along the ground and go in. You have more, you have more. The percentages are, are in your more in your favour having a pass. Favour, yeah, yeah. That's one thing about Barlow and Fairness. Like you don't have to ask him twice. <laughs> he had, no. he had two, You know what I mean? Any chance, any chance he had for a shot of goal, he's taking it. Like Fairness, you know. So he makes a difference every time he comes on, Barlow. Yeah, yeah I think. Like I don't know what anyone else takes, but like I, he has to be in the table at the weekend, surely. But is his is his like one of the qualities is the the his ability to change the game when he comes off when he comes off the bench. 
you know, one thing I would say is I was I was quite impressed with um, I was quite impressed with Lyle Moran when he when he when he was on the pitch uh, against. Yeah, I thought he was much more progressive in his play than he has been in in the past. I suppose you know, and I, I do I do what, like I think one of the challenges that we had going in the first half anyway is we were very we were quite rigid in our shape, you know, and our fullbacks didn't have, or maybe it was down to his tactics, but and they played five across the middle. But our fullbacks really struggled to get beyond uh, the midfield pair to kind of create that overload out wide, which is where we succeeded in the second half. That just never really happened in the first half, and that that like we were just so rigid, we were we just didn't we weren't kind of creative or pressing in in the wide areas, and that was that was something that probably held us back a good bit. With that, like. I suppose you could touch on Max though, Magoo. Like I know you're saying there, he he's got the goals, but it's it's a positive to see that he has, you know, started the season so so brightly, like you could say. Oh, it's great! It's it's uh, it's brilliant for us, like because we, you know, everybody's wondering where where the how are we going to replace Keane's goals. Like and Max has stepped up to the plate. In fairness, when he's taken on the responsibility, something we're just talking about, he's taken on the shoulders and uh, and ran with it. And, uh, like, he's he's most of his goals are proper striker number nine goals, like, which is great to see. But like I say, like like he's not going to score. He's going to have patches of the season where he's not going to score, and we 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 just need we need to help him. He needs more support and more help. If he if he stays fit, he's going to be uh, he he's going to rack up a series amount of goals this season. He could be. Breaking records, really, for the league. Well, if he can, if he continues on the rate that he is, he will be because what well, he's got seven goals in the first round of games, so that's what twenty-eight. Now, yeah. as Magoo said, there he's going to have uh, one or two sticky patches, but he's definitely he's definitely in uh, in line to to break the twenty-goal mark. So, yeah, like that's that's exceptional, really. Over when you think about the the history of the club and the number of players that we had that that have. Converted that, or to be on track to, to do that, that's that's exceptional. And I wonder, like, are, you know, if he does pick up an injury, are we snookered? I kind of feel that we're not. I think I do believe that the the manner in which we are playing. I don't know if if you agree with this, but if he's not necessarily there, I do kind of have faith in whoever is filling in there. This is yet to be proven, but I do. I feel positive that we'd still score goals. Again, it's like, who 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 fills his, who fills that void though? Who would you? Well. I mean, there's no natural striker though. Like I was just saying there a second ago, most of his goals are natural striker goals, pulling off at the back post for headers and tappings and stuff like that. We don't have another natural striker in the squad. It's very hard to teach them that kind of stuff. It's 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 natural instinct. Mm-hmm. I suppose you have to play it a different way, Connor. If 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 Max doesn't play, maybe a more fluid type of system, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose. Uh... Stefan Bogdan, I know they're, they're more number tens, or they're more. They might be. Stefan might be a wider player, but I look. I mean, it's all ifs and buts. I'm talking about here, so we move on. <laughs> well, let's just let's let's hope let's hope for for yeah. us and, <laughs> and for him though as well as you were saying, Connor, that he's on track to do. Let's hope for both of our sakes that he doesn't get an injury. Yeah, he's our best defender. Yeah. <laughs> I think what struck me about Max this year as well is obviously he's got his goals and, and he stepped up to 
to alleviate the fears when Keane left it at the last minute. But his overall play he looks like a much more complete player. His hold up play is better. He's wearing a centre half on his back half the time when he's going to, to win the ball. He's coming deep to get it. And what our system can do, if if we like, I think we've spoke about it on the on the the preseason pod for the very first one is if we can get players closer to him and beyond him if he is going winning headers or, or turning and spinning and laying it off and you know we we do have dangerous players who can win you a game so I think if if we can get them that little bit bit closer and that little bit higher up the pitch and beyond him I think it'll make him a better player it'll make the players around him better and then we'll hopefully share that spread of goals as well because we have got technically gifted players as we've said before. Um, but if we can get players a little bit closer to him or maybe reading a little bit more often to go beyond yeah. him when he does drop deep. <clears throat> because normally he ends up on the deck. That's not true any fault of him. He's a big, strong, physical guy, but he's got a centre-half hugging the life out of him from behind. So I think that's that's the one thing that struck me is his all-round play has become much, much better. And his, his work rate is always second to none. And, and he's as we said earlier, creating your own luck. He's getting the goals. And yeah, long way to continue for him as well. When he comes in looking for when he looks for looks for balls in the middle of the park, his ability to kill a ball, like there's very few like him. Balls coming in out of the sky that he'll kill and, and keep on the deck right in front of him for from delay it off or or keep progressing play. There's very few players that can do that the way he does it. And that, that's kind of like more of an attribute that you want from a midfielder to be able to kind of build play after taking a taking a goal kick down or whatever it might be. But just yeah, like it goes back to when we talked to Greg a little bit about it later on about some of the, the technical ability of some of the players in the squad, and even in like the the horrendous weather and the horrendous pitch the other night, um, he was still yeah. able to do that. Like you know, like that just kind of blows my mind every yeah. time he does it. With someone hanging out of him again, yeah, half the time, you know, yeah. Was it a penalty, Donald? The at the no, end, to me, I think it was Roland. Um, now obviously, I have the red tinted glasses on all the time, you know. So. <laughs> And I, I won't make any apologies for that, but uh, yeah, it looked to me like it was a man went ground in the in the box. So he won the ball. I don't know because it's a bit of a, it was a bit of a melee or whatever. But I mean, like the lines, but there, there was twice there in, the, in that uh, in that second half. There was two blatant handballs. There was balls being blocked by arms going into the box. Again, there's a couple of people from the lines, man. Didn't give it. Looking sick of talking with referees at this stage. It's waste my breath and my energy. But, um, I th- I thought it I thought it was a penalty in fairness. Yeah. Um, like the way penalties are being given out these days, it definitely looked like a penalty. I put it to you this way: taken from behind, like if Dundalk get a penalty kick for uh, against us for for your man, uh, for, for what they got a penalty kick in in that game in Norway Park, that's a stonewall penalty kick that we should have got last night. Do you, do you know what I think as well? I think if that had happened fifteen minutes sooner or even 10 minutes, we would have got it. But because it was deep in injury time, I think the referee is nearly afraid to give it. It's either a penalty or it's not a penalty. Do you know what I mean? Regardless oh, I know that. I know that. I know that. But it's like everything too. Uh, you rarely see a player get sent, sent off in the first minute for whatever they do. But if it's like 15 or 20 minutes into the game or even further, they get sent off for the exact same thing. And it's either a sending off or it's not a sending off or it's a penalty or it's not a penalty. And I suppose that's where the human side comes into the 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 element of refereeing and stuff like that. So I just think I just think the referee second guess himself that oh fuck it's so late in the game I nearly don't want to give it. But if it was earlier in the game, I think he would have given it. And I think he, that's, I think that's he, the human side. I just think he's a troll, Jerry. 
<laughs> I, I think he drove around the street to Sligo and laughed after the game saying, ha ha, yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind the last time he was in the showgrounds, we were, we were bigging him up after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the bad eye. I think he's one of the better ones. Yeah, I told you it all in the group. I fucking told you. Yeah, I put the bad eye in our group chat. I says that he was one of the better referees, um, whatever, before the game. And of course, came back to me. I know, say no more. I still think he is one of the better ones. Like he he referee he he referee games in the in the Satanta Cup previously as well. And I always I always rated him. I, I think he is a good he is a good referee. Uh, yeah, our fellas got his claws into him now, though, Jerry. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, We're bringing yeah. him over to the dark side. Yeah, dragging him down. He managed to dish out cards. He managed to dish out four cards throughout the game, so he was he was maintaining the uh, he's maintaining the numbers, keeping the figures nice and pumped up. That's only yeah. half. That's only half, Connor. What he should have been given. He had, he, but he had our he had our he had our two midfielders books, two centre midfielders books for the first tackles. Yeah, which means that they go through then sixty minutes of the game. On bookings, yeah, Darren Markey was kicking balls away and everything, and there was no yellow yeah. card, which is and it was the same as well. Yeah, like that—that's the kind of thing that does my head in. Our fellas yeah. have to be careful then for the rest of the game, where Markey on a pitch like that can keep fucking good in, sticking the foot in until he gets his booking. Whereas he should have had it for that. Like, it's, yeah. it's, I think, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's, the, it's the lack of consistency that drives people insane, mm-hmm. uh, including players, and so. Yeah, like it's like going back to what Connor said there a few weeks ago um, about well, what was it about the cards, wasn't it, Connor? About dishing the, you know, the gesture and the card. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like that was the most kind of black and white. And not booking lads, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Automatic yellows, apparently. Yeah. No no yellow cards for um, for Ryan Brennan or Gary Deegan. And I have to say, I do get an awful lot of enjoyment out of watching, in a perverse kind of way, watching uh, Gary Deegan playing against the Sligo Rovers team. Uh, I know he's scored goals against us uh, in recent seasons, but his level of shithousery oh, is yeah. just off the charts. Uh, he At one stage, there was a throw in. No, they had a throw in. And, uh, no, actually, it was a Rovers throw in. And he was marking uh, Mata. And he was having a conversation with Mata he was trying to distract Mata and he kept pointing at his knee and he was saying something like it was almost it was as if he was asking him what's on your knee there's something on your knee and Mata kept looking down and he was like no no on your, your other knee your other knee it was just his he was just relentless throughout the whole game like regardless of actually playing football just his his constant uh, shithousery annoyance and like it's the man is on a different level altogether you know and I didn't see it the last time uh, Jerry I think you were saying it or somebody else was saying it when uh, he was marking Hartman oh, yeah. he, was, he was literally turning Hartman pulling Hartman's jersey to, and he was asking like, who, who are you who the hell is this guy yeah I don't know what's saying it yeah. I would have fucking lamped him honest to go on this <laughs> <laughs> actually he's looking for he's looking for someone to lamp him yeah, yeah. You know? he's fucking I, wild I, when he's coming into the ground I was roaring over him I can't, what was he saying to him Donald? He didn't hear me anyways. And I was Will you cut your beard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you were there running, yeah. Yeah. Will you cut he, your beard? He, yeah. Get rid of that beard, will you? He was going up to to uh to yeah, Lucas Browning and going like what, what's going on with your tash? Is is that a tash or, or what I can just see him kind of <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh man. Oh. I do get a laugh out now it's time for the shouts from the shed end. After the game against Drada, we asked for your shouts from the shed end. 
on a WhatsApp voice note to 085 815 9767 or on email to podcast at borst.ie and we can hear those now. This is Sean from America. Well, uh, we got the point, uh, but not much else. And I'd say we're lucky to come away with that point. Uh, we certainly gifted him the goal, as usual. Uh, it was just awful. Our goal uh, was probably the only good bit of offensive play we had all night. Uh, beautiful goal, beautiful pass. The setup was great. Uh, but just the way we play in the final third is awful. Uh, but, you know, we got the point. So, move on. Next one. Uh, UCD, hopefully uh, we can come out the gate a little bit quicker and get something going. But, you know, it's been a tough year. It's going to be continue to be a tough year. Uh with the way we gift everybody goals. Literally everybody in the league has scored goals on us. We haven't stopped anybody. And uh, with us struggling to score goals, it's just going to continue to be tough. But uh, continue to support the boys, and uh, hopefully we can see some uh, improvement up the rovers. That's your shouts from the shed end. Don't forget the game against UCD on Saturday night. You can get them in on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 or on email to podcast at B-O-R-S-T dot I-E. We're scorecast time now and David McGee is back with us. And David, there was... First of all, we can go back to the Dundalk game. Two cases given away for that 2-1 win on Good Friday at Oriel Park. Yeah, absolutely, Ronan. Um, as I say, back at us, we've got two sets of winners. I should be delighted to hear. We've got Aidan Kenny, and we've got Chris Benson for the Dundalk game. And then moving on to Saturday night, just gone home in a frustrating draw, as we said, against Drogheda. We've got John McAteer and Ben Houston. So congrats to all the lads there. We would be in touch uh, to organise the details to get your case of White Hag shipped out to you over the coming weeks. And there'll be two more cases to give away for the UCD game as well? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have two more to give away for UCD and then we've got a double header coming up so we'll have another four to give away for that in the following weeks as well. I just think, Ronan, we should give a no shout out there to Derek Fox. Uh, great to see local band win the Grand National again. It's a massive achievement and uh, I suppose on behalf of the, the Bitter Red Supporters Trust we'd like to send our congratulations to him and uh, a lot of the people in Sligo are uh, bulging wallets after fair play, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won a few quid on him. Fair play. Thanks to Frank Horsley. Um, he's a guy that came over from Middlesbrough. To, he came over on a just a, a week we weekend to, to follow the Rovers, and he's kind of a ground hopper. But um, it's amazing too, like the amount of people from the UK that are coming over every weekend to enjoy the. The trappings of, of the showgrounds in Sligo, and um, so just like to say thanks to him, and hopefully more people keep con keep continuing to, to come over, and it's great for Sligo Town and 
for the county and, and stuff like that. Like if you track, say, Frank's uh, journey, like he flew into Knock Airport, um, you know, that's a tick. He stayed in the glass house, that's the tick. He had breakfast in Hoot, that's a tick. He had pints in O'Neill's uh, zero zero Heineken, that's a tick. That's you a know, mix. it's that's a, <laughs> that's a mix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just shows you, you know, the the value of Rovers to the town, and and you know, it's uh, puts us really does put us on a, um, kind of a, a global map, if not just like kind of Ireland and, and the UK and that. So, he definitely the football tourism side thing is is becoming more and more uh, popular. So, thanks again, Frank, and spread the good word over in Teesside. Well, Next time we get your real pints, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just the last thing I wanted to say was just uh, I saw today that um, Arrow Harps under 16 girls have qualified for the national finals of the SFAI Cup, which is a, a serious, a serious uh, achievement. And just to wish them all the very best in the final. And um, fair play to the coaches and other players. It's, um, it's, it's serious to get that deep into a uh, national competition. Yeah. So well done to them. Such a huge achievement. Well done. Did I say now we're joined by Sligo Rovers midfielder Greg Bulger? First of all, Greg, welcome along to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, lads. Thanks for having us on. I always, uh, I always listen. So, ten games into the season, Greg, how would you reflect on the the season so far? Um, yeah, a few, a few, a few emotions, I suppose. Um, I think lots of positives. Um, I think the new players have settled in well. Um, we've got a good style of play about us. Look, we're not probably where we want to be in terms of points. Um, bit of luck has gone against us. I know I've listened to Jerry there last week. You saying you make your own luck, which I agree with as well. Um, but uh, we probably Achilles' heel is we've we've gifted away a few goals. That is it's frustrating. We've played so well in games. Our performances, I think most of performances have been really really good. Probably Bard's rotted away. Um, I think Bard that now we've 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 played well. We've shown good qualities with and without the ball. I think, you know, ourself and while he's watching the games, that's frustrating that the goals were kind of given up. Um with from set pieces. You look you look I don't look at all the goals we've probably conceded. No one has no one has caught us open. I think we've been fairly solid that side of things. It's either a gift or set pieces. But I really do think it's there's a lot of positives and we're not far off where we want to be in terms of the points. Look, I think what we're eight off the top, seven off seven off second or is it or something or maybe five or six and the league is tight it's really tight um, but I think from our own point of view we need to stick at what we're doing uh, as a group I think we, like you said we saw show, showed so many good signs where we want to move the ball where we want to play we want to play out from the back we want to play through the thirds but most of all we need to win games um, and like I said there previous there, I think we can, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot and the goals we're giving away. They're either gift or set piece. And look, we've had meetings about set pieces. We've worked on it. Um, this league is about set pieces and transitions. And there's not going to be many teams in this league, like like probably Bar, maybe Shams, um, that are going to, might be able to pick you off and cut you open. But this league's about set pieces and transitions break. And when we win the ball, and I very rarely going to see bar a few of our goals this year where you've seen we have played out from the back, we've switched play, we've got cross in their box, Max has finished it off. But um, we just need, and the only negative is, I think, from this season is, is being our set pieces. 
and we needed a desire to go with him, defend him, do it properly. And like I think we've been unlucky in a way because look, no team is going to be perfect on set pieces. But I feel like every time we switch off on that one time, we could defend nine set pieces in a game, brilliant. And the one time we don't, we're getting punished. Um, so I think that's a case of where we need to we need to we need to stop that, turn that around, and we will. And I think we'll uh, we we'll have a good season ahead. There's loads of positives. Look, obviously, just the night before the game. Uh, after the game, there's a bit of frustration because of the goals we're giving up. But I think the hardest thing in football is what we're doing. We're creating chances. We're getting the ball down. We're getting wide. We're getting chances. We just need to clean up on that. And yeah, I think positive it has to be positive. We're going to go forward. There's nothing between any of the teams. I think Shamrock Rovers might feel like might go on a on a on a run. But you look at every other team we've played. Everyone, I think there's nothing to fear. We just need to keep going. Keep sticking to do what we're doing. Um, you see some of the goals we scored have been brilliant. We just need to concentrate big time on our set pieces, and I think we'll be fine. Um, I know. Look, it's like fans. We we were frustrated as well with the goals that we've gave up, but I think we'll nip that in the bud, and I think we're going to have a right season. Do you think? Um, you know, in in some respects, even though uh, the management team have you know, the guts of uh, half a season under their belt last year, but with the amount of new players that came in this year, are you kind of starting from scratch again? And also the fact that, you know, when you lose players like uh, like Aidan Keane kind of at the 11th hour, does does that kind of set you back a step uh, going into the start of the season? Well, like, yeah, considering we brought, how many players are we bringing? We brought in nine, nine new players. I think nearly, maybe six or seven of them start regularly. And, yeah, it's going to take a bit of time, but I talk. I think we've we've clicked well. well I think we've clicked really well uh, and really quick. Obviously, that preseason has helped getting lads in early. Russ getting Gaffer getting lads in early. But there's going to be ups and downs and stuff like that. But I think um, as a season as a whole so far, like I said, the points tally it doesn't reflect on our performances. I don't think. But obviously, it's a results business. You know, we need to be getting the results, um, which I think will turn for us. But in terms of the new lads coming in. Uh, Jell, I talked to Jell really quickly. The characters that he's brought, the gaffers brought in, uh, are all great lads. And I just think that, like I said, I'll, I'll relay it back to we could be talking. We we have left so many points kind of slip from killing ourselves with set pieces and maybe gifting up the odd goal that we could be having a totally different conversation if one or two things had gone our way, you know. But um, the lads being brilliant, I think that came in. Obviously, Johan got an injury. He's back. Um, Boggy has a obviously a groin. But I think more games. Uh, all the lads that new lads have come in. I've seen the way the league is now. They've seen all the teams, and it's the conversation we're having among ourselves. That there's not the fear, you know. There's not the fear. Um, obviously, you get the grips with playing in different stadiums, stuff like that, different grounds, different atmospheres that they haven't been used to. They've seen it now, and uh, I think it bodes as well now for the rest of the, whatever the, the last three. Um, remaining rounds of games, you know. Greg, um are the new players kind of are they taken aback um as to the standard of the league or the the environment or is it what they expected or do you know what I, I'm not sure I'm not sure. You probably have to ask them that but I I, I think the the new coming in they've watched I think a lot of the lads Russ the gaffer's been on to these lads before they come into the league, so they've seen a lot of a lot of games before they even got here because obviously Russell's been in contact with them and stuff. 
But um, like they know, that, like we do obviously have conversations after games or before a game for playing a certain team that, like, obviously I know the league myself. I'd be giving them info on this for his goals. Get you need to get tied to him. Different things, different things, like you know. But like they know there's good players in this league and every team this year, like, like the table doesn't lie. It's it's so tight. Mm. Anyone could be anyone on their day. So, and they know that, and we know that. So um, I I don't think they've been talked back at all. I I think they maybe you kind of probably have to ask them that. I can't speak for them, but I they we know by the games. Every game is competitive, and there's no easy games. I remember back a few years ago where there could be t- two or three teams. I have a bit of probably better squads than others, and there's a bit of a gulf or a gulf in in the teams and the squads. It's not like that anymore. Um, it's so competitive. That's why one week, you know, you look at last Friday opening on the off. That the buzz and then we're getting bit off off shells and you're like scratching your head it's the way it's going to be I think it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster season but as soon as we can get more consistent ourselves as a group of players and uh, I think I think we'll be fine I really do but I, I think Greg like, uh, there's different times during the season that you have shown great characters just looking at the results there like UCD I think you came back twice uh, yeah. from behind against UCD uh, Pat's obviously down to 10 men and beating them 2-1 and then coming from two goals behind against Cork as well like so there's, yeah. you can't question the character inside anyway like uh, certainly from my perspective I, I liked what I've seen and no results mightn't have gone away and like I know Jerry disagreed with me last week but I do think that these things will balance themselves out over the week because um, I know you make your own luck and stuff like that but certainly there's been one or two things that has happened so far this season that you know you just have to put it down to bad luck I think myself personally anyway yeah, like there is, there is like I think there's. It can't really question the character or the work rate from your team. I think if you're, if you're any fan of any club, and like yourselves, lads, help the club, volunteers, fans. If you see your team giving a hundred percent every week, it's it's probably eighty percent of what you want to see, you know. And I think we we haven't been found wanting for trying, and giving everything and leaving everything out in the pitch. Hence the the late equalizers that we we've got back over games. Again the other night we've got we go a goal down. We get back into it, probably pushing late to try and get the get the get the winner. But um, but yeah, so I don't I don't think we be found found wanting from that side of things. It's just we need to tighten up on a few things. And uh, I really do, I really do think we'll be fine. Like I said, we've seen we've seen everyone now. The whole this new group we from the lads that have come in, the lads have come back, uh, that have been here. No, it's going to be tight, and we just need to keep keep doing what we're doing, um. And uh, really, like I said, I think we, I think we'd be fine. Can I, can I ask you about uh, the game uh, just past there, the draw against uh, Drogheda? Yeah. Um, so obviously it was a desperate night for football, uh, yeah. and we're supposed to be playing summer football. But um, you know, something that kind of stood out to me a little bit was, uh, particularly in relation to the first half, when we had the wind at our back, and um, it's something that that Drogheda took advantage of. I felt was that they, like in the second half they they had the breeze at their back. The likes of Markey and Grimes were taking, you know, they were almost taking yeah. pot shots from 25 yards out or from outside the box. And I felt that that's something that, that we didn't do. But then in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, they've got a game plan. They bring the same game plan or not the same game plan, but they, they bring a game plan into each game. And, yeah. it, you know, because of the technical ability of the players that we have, we're not going to be relying on pot shots from distance. But so is that or is that not something that's, comes up in conversations ahead of a game like that where there is a strong breeze, the conditions are difficult. 
Yeah, no, it is. It is a conversation. Um, it is like we want these. Like, we want to be shooting. I obviously don't give me the ball to shoot. I can't shoot, but get the boys, the lads that can shoot, and like work the keeper. We haven't worked the keeper enough in the last few games. I I feel you. Maybe don't talk different, but like you look at she- Shelburne, Connor Corns, and the other night we McKay, we haven't worked them enough, and it's 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 a conversation that we have that if we get a yard, especially with the wind in your back, shoot. You know, like it's a windy night. We like we probably got in them positions the other night and our kind of our, maybe our final pass or our final touch let us down. We got yeah. up yeah. in that we, first I kind of I kind of felt we tried to play too much football at times. Yeah, even, yeah. even in the maybe box. Trying, trying to score the perfect goal. But um like that conversation has be has be had has been had and it's up to the players. Like like Fab says on real shot, uh Fitzy does, Stefan, whoever, obviously Max. So it's like if you get that half a yard shoot, especially with a night 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 the way it is. Um. So look, that conversation was had had. Unfortunately, we didn't do enough to Yeah, because I think there was one time in the second half there, um, and Hartman was kind of he had an opportunity to shoot from maybe about twenty five yard, and he played a clever ball. It just didn't come off. But mm. like that too, with the conditions, with the pitch, with the wind, the rain, like just maybe just have a lash and like no. You know, oh, I agree with Jerry. I agree with Jerry. I think we should be shooting more. I think we have the ability to do it. And you look at Barlow came on the other night. I think he had two or three yeah. shots. And then you could, did, look, yeah. you could look. You could look at the other side. We should Barlow slip Fabs on one of them. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. This is the decision making the final third that we we were, we're working on. We're plugging away, and we like John has given us the license to shoot. We want our boys get if you get yards in around the box or twenty yards out. Get it out your feet. Get work your angle. Work your yard. Get your just step away and shoot, do you know, and then Max being for for uh, for the rebound or whatever. But it is definitely something that we've talked about in the last few weeks that we need to get we get more shots off. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be the perfect goal and slipping boys through. But if you get a chance, shoot. Yeah, because it's great to see uh, Max get you know getting goals in around the six yard box. Like the last two goals he yeah. scored were were there, and probably that was something that was missing from our from our makeup last year. Uh, we were you know scoring goals and. So I suppose it's just about getting that balance between shooting and, you know, picking up yeah, the second yeah. ball or six yards. I agree, I, I agree with Jerry. I, we need to be getting them them shitty goals, them yeah. shitty ones that, like, like there's goals that kind of lads have got chances against us and we're like, kind of, why don't we get them? Like, we need to keep keep tapping away at it and get them ones where there's scrambles in the box and where there's crosses from the back posts our winger getting in, all that stuff. Stuff, all that stuff we need to get them them goals because that could be a difference of coming out with the three points you know and th- these conversations have, have been had I could touch on Greg as well the the role you've taken up this year with the, the kind of player coach role are you enjoying that? Yeah look it's it's obviously with the games there the last few weeks it's just been games that were kind of been in most with the with the double headers Going back to I was listening to your last podcast about the fixture list actually before we went to about the player about the coach and stuff. Do you agree with the point on the it's a the, shambles, yeah. How are yeah. we away twice in, in the two weekends that we're we're away way to Derry, come home, back then or then up to Dublin and then we're back in Dublin twice. It doesn't how I don't know, does this pit like does this does this come around the office away now like in a few months' time? I'm not sure. Like I didn't look at the fixtures, but it is a shambles how how that fixture list is. Well Donald will tell you. I'll tell you now my, my wife was asking me this evening, lads, um, when's the next game? And I said, oh, Saturday night. She said, what are you on about? That's two Saturdays in a row. How's that? I said, oh, that's just the way it is. Like, well, So that's... even 
She's even questioned us. That's fine, though. I don't mind that if, if it's two away games, but that's two yeah. separate weekends. You're not traveling no, I know, to yeah. Dublin on the Friday, well, isn't it? And then coming back. Well, we've used to be at home. The reason to it. We've used to be at home on Saturday on the 22nd, and we're away. So, this is the bank holiday weekend again for May. We're home to UCD on the 22nd, away to Shams on the 28th, and then away to Pats on the 1st. Yeah, and then we're, last weekend, then we were away twice as well. Like, I don't like yeah. Does that work itself out in a, in a few months' time? You don't know, think so, Greg, no. I don't think so. Yeah, well, yeah, we got the short straw there, then, like you know. But, but it's not, it's not even that happened once; it happened twice. Like, don't yeah. think, you know, it's I don't know. I I think we're too quiet up here. Like, actually, that, that was something I wanted to ask you, Greg. Uh, I know we, last season we kind of mentioned it, but do you feel you get more yellow cards playing for Stag Rovers than what you would have done getting for uh, playing for Nimes <laughs> River? Not me, anyway. No, I just I've, I've, got, I've got yellow cards everywhere I went, so like I can't really can't really but, well, uh, well, what about the, what about the? I mean, it's been a topic not just on this podcast, but across the League of Ireland media. I mean, the the number of yellow cards that are being dished out, and we I suppose we don't want to go too heavy on individual referees, but yeah. the number of yellow cards that are dished out is like again, and and Dara Markey on uh, on Saturday on Saturday night kicks the ball away, so Rovers are awarded a free kick. Yeah, I remember, I remember. I was the ball away. Year. Like, is that not a yellow card? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Now I'm arguing for yellow cards. But... Yeah, I know, I know. Because you, you fall into that sense, well, sure, if that was a yellow, this has to be a yellow. Well, like, yeah. you wouldn't be calling for that if 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 they were consistent, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah, I said that the other night about, about Darren Mackey. Boot the ball away in the first half. And then the second half, he stood over the ball and we were trying to take a quick free kick. And he could have, I think he could have mm. kicked it away again. And I was, like, saying to the hunter, I goes, that's twice he's done that now. Like, you know what I mean? If that was me, I'm getting booked. Yeah, and what, what, well, he's uh, taken uh, off about two minutes later, then as well. Yeah, you know, ah, look, I don't when, you have those when you have those conversations with the ref, what does he say to you? Ah, just get out with it or whatever, like you know, whatever. He just relaxed or he doesn't, he might smile at you. I don't know, he just whatever. Like, I don't want to go too much on the referees because look, like, yeah. they are getting a hard time. Yeah, they like just but I think the big thing is, I don't know, is is that all the all the stuff and publicity that are getting is it is it, are they are they fighting back? Are they making it worse? Are we making it worse by highlighting it more and more? I don't like I don't think you have to kind of look at that side as well. Or do they have their back up now that they I mean, those I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I think because all the games are, are are televised or they're filmed now, whereas they weren't say maybe three yeah. years ago. And it's just probably highlighting you know, if there are any mistakes and I suppose yeah. the league has become more popular, so more people are talking about it and you know, referee is always going to be a kind of uh, that goes a talking back, point. That goes back to Damien Doss' point. Professionalism. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, I think that the, the standard of the league has improved, and the players have gone full time, and they're sharper, and they're fitter, and all yeah. that. And then, but, but the televisation with us. Yeah, the televisation yeah. of more games means that there's more focus on players, yeah, officials, true, yeah. managers. Yeah. The, the, so, like the, the the quality of play, most people are saying, is improving. Definitely, um, the, the the amount of people that come out to watch the games is increasing, but the standard of refereeing is not coming up. Coming up, look, yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Look, oh, I think for us as players, anyway, like all we want is a bit of consistency. Like if if a, yeah. if a foul was if a foul was made and it was a booking and it was something very similar, then and twenty minutes later, like that, it's the same. You get the same punishment, you know. Uh, it's a hard job. Let's be honest. It it is like yeah. you want to be a referee, um, especially if lads. Barking down their ears and stuff like that, and you do like it is a hard job, but 
it's just some of the decisions you're just thinking like Jesus and it's not just one club it's not just us Sligo it's every club every club's had it's you know so it's kind of I don't know how, what what you put your finger on or what it's down to or or what you know Ronan was asking there about um, yeah your, your responsibilities or your, your increased responsibilities as the coach uh, is it something yeah, you're enjoying just, it's just for me it's just a case of if we if if uh, if Ross see something that we didn't do well on one of the games um, plan up a session then maybe do a so say for training Tuesday Wednesday say maybe on a Wednesday stay back with the midfielders and just plan sessions or who like this is what we didn't probably do enough of from the centre centre midfield point of view and we need to work on it and like review the game and stuff like that and then it could be a case where if we're playing a certain team look this is where our outballs want to be um, this is where our pass is going to be. It's going to be wide or it's going to be down the middle. It depends on what opposition we're playing. And it's a case of getting out then, staying out after games or staying out after training, sorry, with, for 15, 20 minutes and just working out different patterns and different drills of what could possibly help us going into the game on on the Saturday or whichever. Or um, So, yeah, so look, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's good. Uh, that's basically been my focus. But basically, for me, my, my main focus, sorry, is just being playing. Getting on the pitch and doing the best I can, and then when that time comes up, when we do have a game week to week, that I that I have the responsibility of just getting out and going through different like like I said patterns and setting up what way we're going to go or what our outball is going to be come the the previous game. So yeah, but I'm really enjoying it, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Greg, you seem to have um, a bit of a renaissance this season. You like your. <laughs> You know, well, like you, you've probably your best player this season so far. Like, what do you put that down to? Well, uh, I think just finished. <laughs> that's a big shout, Jerry. Yeah, like you basically were shit last season, and you're great yeah, this season. Yeah. No, I'm not fucking I... saying that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> our best player has been Max, but yeah, you're 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 right. I wasn't I wasn't as where I wanted to be last season, and I think um, didn't have a great preseason last year. Injuries. Didn't get all, all the minutes I wanted in the bank in pre-season and picking up niggles and playing through pain and just trying to catch me fitness and never got going, uh, unfortunately. And what my best year and when I kind of like look back on it and think, Jesus Christ, I was shite. But um, not where I wanted to be, not where I wanted to be. But this season, I've got, got, I've got a pre-season in, got the minutes in, didn't miss a day pre-season. And just stands to me, I've no niggles, feel good, feel fit, get around the pitch. Um, so like that's kind of what I put put it down to last season. I just didn't get a good pre-season and had too many niggles. Like I said, trying to catch me fitness the whole time, trying to catch up. I get back to where I kind of want to be, get under a few games under the belt, and I get another niggle, and it was just was like just frustrating, you know, frustrating that I couldn't give what I wanted on the pitch, and um, then going out and playing games where probably seventy percent right, and just trying to get through it instead of. Trying to influence it, so I think this year now I feel feel a million dollars. Touch wood, I don't get an injury. I feel good. I feel strong. Like I said, I got all the preseason in. Didn't miss a minute. I haven't missed a training session this year. Uh, so I feel good. Yeah. So long may I continue. Touch wood as I touch my head that uh, I stay injury free. You you came off the bench in Oriel Park, and you know people could say that you you turned the game around because you you took the ball off. It might have been Greg Slogger, I can't remember in the middle of the park. And I was Lewis, I think it was. Oh, it was Lewis, yeah. 
and uh, and fed uh, Radosavovic, who scored the goal. Is that is that something that you had spotted while you were on the bench, that there was an opportunity there? Yeah, I think we actually kind of had the conversation at halftime myself and the gaffer in case, like, what, what, do we need to, what do we need to be doing to win this game? I think it's going to be a set piece or a transition. Because, like I said, I think on dock it's very hard to open up teams and play through balls with the way the pitch and the ball rolls. So I just think that if we if we could nick someone, if they pay out, if we could nick a tie up, that was our game plan, the whole game up there to try and press tie, see if we could win it. Might only take one or two passes and we're in. So it was a kind of a case where it actually happened. In the second half, which was great, so that was kind of the plan. But well, I didn't get, I think most lads this year who come off the bench, oh, really, I think most lads oh, that have come off. Sorry, Jerry. Oh, uh, Jerry still got the headphones plugged in. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I think most lads off the, have come off the bench this year have, have made an impact, and that's what we need, you know. And we have squad, we have a squad there that lads can come in off the bench, make the impact, and hopefully we can. Everyone can do it, and I think lads have. You know, the other night, Barlow came on, influenced the game straight away when he came on, and he has been doing. Um, and like you look at Danny Lafferty there against Shells, come hasn't played a game for nine games. Comes on, I thought he played very well, scored a goal. So it's it's crucial that we we have that. Yeah, uh, the, the other thing as well is um, that I was going to say we've some players with technical ability that we haven't seen in the showgrounds in in a number of years now, uh Fabrice and, and well obviously Max as well. But um I guess well my question is how good is Fabrice Hartman? He's 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 uh, an exceptional player for the League of Ireland, isn't he? Yeah, Fabs is is, is unreal. Um he's unreal. He's he's done very well for us. He started well he started very well. Obviously I think it was really frustrating from when he when he signed and he couldn't play. And you could see you could see the player he was, and they were like, Jesus, if we had him had him had him had have had him last year, what a big difference he would have had. But he got a good preseason under the belt and he's fine. He's he, the man could do anything. I'd go as far as to say he's one of the best players in the league, definitely top five ability wise that I've seen or this year anyway. And obviously I played with a good few players, but he's he's right up there and uh, I think it's gonna be a big season for Fabs going forward. If he shoots more. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we've been discussing in the podcast as well is um, the, I suppose as we progress into into the summer, we can uh, expect to have better playing surfaces. Um, that's yeah. something that we're probably going to benefit from as well, isn't it? Particularly at home as well in the showgrounds over the coming weeks when things are, are the surfaces likely to improve. Yeah, I think I think the, the pitches hinders hinders a bit. I really do. Um, I don't want to be negative on it, but I think the pitch has hindered hindered us. Um, I know I was listening to Jerry there last time and he was kind of saying that like look both teams are playing on the same pitch but in a way I agree but another way I don't agree I think one team is trying to play a certain way and another team suits another team not to play a certain way so I think for us we need the pitch to be good we need I know it's look it's it's hard this time of year the rain all that but we need to get that pitch as good as we can for the players we have you know we've signed players to play play on the ground play that nice football quick football where you can do things off one touch. You don't have to worry about where your touch is going to go on the pitch and stuff like that. It's, it, I think it hasn't hasn't helped. Look, I know we need to get on with it, not be giving out or making excuses. It is what it is, but I think we need to get that pitch as good as we can for us, especially at home where we want to win games, trying to make it tough for lads and play the football that we want to play. Uh, you know, we'll just come back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier on about... Um... You know, games kind of once a week on a Friday or a Saturday are games that kind of come in batches over bank holiday weekend or bank holiday weekends or whatever it might be. Would you prefer to be playing them 
uh, would you prefer the once a week kind of situation, or do you like it when they come in thick and fast? You, you want to be playing games. You do. You want to be playing games. Um, but you don't want to be playing four games away from home. You know what I mean? In a row from like your two your double headers. But um, not more games the better. I think like you we play Saturday or sometimes we we play Friday. We might play till the Saturday. There's a lot of like obviously a lot of work goes on during the week and stuff. You need to work on things and you do need that time to analyze the other team and what way we're going to prepare for. But for me, I just you want the games. I think any player would say he'd rather the games just bring the games on. But like I said, <laughs> we want the games to be. If you have your home gate and you're and you're away, away games equally spread out. You know. And you touch on as well, Greg. It's your third season here, and certainly, uh, are you enjoying your time here off the pitch as well? Yeah, I am. I am. I've. Um... I've, I know every nook and cranny and so I've been going out at this stage and um, obviously waiting for the summer to come along with a bit of, bit better weather but um, the rain and the wind I still can't get my head around it it could be sunny in the morning an hour later it's it's lashing rain you don't know what to wear but um, no I really really do like Sligo it's a lovely town like I said I think I've said previously on other podcasts I've, I've only ever been to Sligo through football but other, other clubs come up here going to the showgrounds and going home. So when I came up here first, I wasn't sure what to expect. But um, obviously, lively, lively little town, and I really enjoy it here. Uh, hence why I probably, I'm still here, and I really, I really do enjoy it. And I think that's that's feeding into the football. And I think most of the lads that do come over here, uh, especially the foreign lads, come in, they've settled quickly. Uh, you're taken in as one of their own. You're, everyone's around the town. They're going for your coffee. You're meeting up. And I think in other clubs in Dublin, that lads come in, you mightn't have that as much. You're off doing your own thing. You're off doing your own, whatever, like you said, off doing your own thing. Well, here, you kind of feed off that and you get that kind of team camaraderie and stuff. So, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah. How's uh, Gary Buckley getting on in relation to his injury? Is um, have you any idea when he might get back to? Is he training or? or... Yeah, he's back. He's back running now. Yeah, he's back running. I think he'll be back. He's probably, probably ahead of schedule now. I think he could be back. He's back running. He's doing all the dynamic stuff. He could be back in with the group in the next three or four weeks. And then it's to see how it goes. Mightn't see him for the next six or eight that he can get on the pitch and play. But um, rehab's going good. He's working hard. He's chomping at the bit. He's kicking every ball and uh, watching the game. So um, obviously, need to get Gary back. Obviously, going to be a big help for us in competition for centre-back places. Obviously, with Ian, I had now with the hamstring, I'm not sure what the story is with him. But um, obviously, Gary's been brilliant since he's come to Sligo, so he'd be a great addition. He'd probably be like a new signer when he gets back. Um, so hopefully, he's not too far away. Everything goes well for him. Uh, the last question I have is just in relation to um, the, the the season that's gone. We've already covered the fact that it's so it's so tight. I think someone said in one of the podcasts there, at one stage in the, the game against Shells, we, we, we could have gone second in the league. Um, but in relation to uh, the remainder, the remaining two thirds of the league, because things are so tight, um, are you and the team quite positive about um, what can be achieved for the season ahead? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. We've we've seen that every team now. We've not to fear. We have not to fear, and that's what we staff have been telling us. We've we've like yeah, give respect to everyone, but there's not many teams go to Shelburne. I think that full, first half in Shelburne. We won't talk about the second, but that first half in Shelburne was. I haven't seen many teams go to Shelburne do that to, to Shells, like Shamrock Rovers when they're in the height of it. Um, 
I think we've loads of positives. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. We just need to keep working, keep keep doing what we're trying to do. Stop giving up silly goals. And we, we have nothing to fear. Like I said, it's going to be tight. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. But we need to get more ups and downs. Uh, consistency is key. It's one thing no team, I think, has in the league at the minute. Um, the way it's going and the way how a level playing field it is with the squads. So there is going to be a few setbacks. But we need to, we need to try to control the controllables and stop giving away our sloppy goals that we've been giving away, which is, which which can be fixed. And I think we have a right chance. We have a squad. We have a great great bunch of lads and one that we won't be found wanting for work great. And I think that's the first series of games gone. Players know the league. The players that have come in, see what it's about, see what way the games is. This is it now and kick on. And I think we will. Really positive about it. We have been. So many positives. I think you can see it yourselves. We just need to stop kicking ourselves in the foot and crack on. Very finally, has has Caelan Barlow been a, a surprise? Uh, no, mm-hmm. not really, not to me, not a surprise because I've seen him. Obviously, he's been in with us the last while, last year or two, and last year was probably his first year he's come on. And he's got minutes, and obviously got preseason on the belt. He's been training away. He's been doing full time football for the last year, year and a half. And Caelan's a fella. He's like a sponge. He takes everything in. You can talk to him about everything. He wants to learn. He's willing to learn. That's that's half the battle. I think with young lads these days, they want to learn. Wrong or right, to take it on board. I think Barlow does. And he has all the ability. Slide up through and through. Loves the club. Wants to uh, wants to get better. And uh, that's half the battle. And I think you'll see more of him during the season. And he's a real threat. And I, he's not surprised that he's done so well for me. It's amazing too, though, isn't it? You know, when you see the young lads, when they, when they move into the full-time uh, training, how much they come on. Yeah, big big time. I think it's a big thing. And you look at the lads now as well. That I think Owen Elding has been in with his, um Eli has come in. The young lads, sixteen, coming in yeah. training, and, and they've only been in, they've been in training. Obviously, you've got the likes of of Killian that have been there another year. They've a year under the belt. Anil's getting in full time. He's he's established himself a bit now. Um, you see the two lads that come in Owen and. And Eli, the difference of the first week compared to the last, whatever they've been in with, is what four or five weeks, what a month makes. And that full time football, you can't, you can't be beat, you know, you need to be in yeah. doing it every day, getting the minutes of sessions into your legs, your body, your development, and learning. It's it's a lot to, said, lot to be said for it. Final part of this week's show, we'll look ahead now to the game against UCD on Saturday night. We'll start, first of all, Donald, it was a point against Strada. You'd be certainly open for for the three against UCD on on Saturday night. Uh, definitely rolling. Um, but again, like UCD had a big result here at the weekend, the best Cork. So, uh, so they're again they're no mugs. Um, I know they've 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 come close in a couple of games this season. Uh, obviously their last two results. I think they drew to Shelburne prior to the Cork game. Um, so. Again, that's two clean sheets that they've kept I think, in the trial as well. So they're not going to be, they're not going to come here and roll over first. You know, we have to, um, if we're going to get three points on Saturday night, they'll be hard earned. That's basically what I'm saying. Um, so it's going to be a dogfight, I say. And Jerry, it's, it's a, it's a tough game as Donald mentioned, and certainly, like Magoo has mentioned it before as well. That you know, like we'll be hoping fact that. You know the the player the so it's being the full time professional side that you know show enough quality in the game to to get the three points. 
Yeah, um, I think UCD are probably a bit unlucky not to have picked up a few more points this season. Um, they haven't been disgraced in any game at all. Or probably disgrace is not the right word. Um, I think personally that they're a better side than what their their points tally uh, shows. And I think that, you know, beating Cork City um, there last at the weekend kind of shows that. Uh, we were fortunate enough to beat them ourselves 3-2 up in Belfield. So, um, look, I know... They're not full-time, but I'm sure that's where most of their energy goes into. Um, no game in the league is going to be... No league in the, no, no game in the league is a given, so... Look, I, I, I fully... I don't fully expect us to win, to be, to be honest. <laughs> you know, um, but I think we will. Um, yeah, look, I, I think I think we... Look, we know we're a better team. Um just need to cut out the shit and uh, we'll beat them by a couple of goals in my opinion. I know I'm kind of, maybe I'm rambling there a little bit, I don't know. And the basis, Magoo, as you mentioned, is the is the clean sheet and that hopefully will provide the platform. Yeah, um, I was, I was, I was hoping it would come at the weekend, to be honest with you, draw the game. But, uh, look, I'm never, I never look forward to these kind of games at home. I always, I've said it on this many time, I take it to minutes. We're probably better sitting away from home. Uh or maybe when the bigger teams come at home and and to play more open. Um these kind of games always worry me where teams come and sit in and, and we try and break them down and then we can get hit on the break or or they'll get a, a goal from a set piece or something. Um you know, we but we have to get back on we have to get back on track. Um I was saying after the dog game, like with the run of games we had with the four you know, the double week and then these two games. Do you know anybody who, who's in the top four league, either challenging for the league or finishing your three P in places has points in the season where to go on wins to have to to, to to put a couple of wins together like and after the Dundalk game, I was looking at the fixtures thinking this is a massive opportunity for us to after we beat Dundalk away, I was thinking the most the least we should be expecting out of these four games now is ten points. If we if we if we beat if we don't beat U C D like We'll be getting one out of us for two, three, five, maybe so half of that total of what we should have been expecting. So we have to get back on on the on track and with the ways if we've any if we want to have any hope of staying in touch at the top of the league. But like at the end of the day, they're a school. So if we're not scoring six, then I'm not happy. <laughs> well, You'll be hoping we school the students, Connor, do you? Yeah, well we put three past them already. They shipped like they've shipped four, uh, shipped six goals in the last uh, four games. Uh, six goals in the last four games. Three against Chams. Three against Shells. Four. Uh, Cork put four past them earlier in the season. Derry put a heap of goals past them. If we're gonna, if there's any team that we're we're gonna that we should win against, oh, it's sweet Jesus, don't say it. It's be, it's <laughs> we have to score early. We have to score first and early. Yeah, and they've only scored five across the season. Two of them against us, is that right? Yeah. So, <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't bode well. But fuck me, we, I mean, if we're going to stop conceding these goals, this is the opportunity. This is the opportunity at home. And good day, uh, Jerry. You were looking at the weather forecast earlier on. You're telling us we're expecting a good blast of weather, good crowds. Yeah. Um, here we go. This is the start of our season. It's turning. It's turning blood. 
<laughs> and score predictions, lads. Serve yourself, Connor. Uh, 4 0 Flag Rovers. Donald. Um, <laughs> David. <laughs> Yeah, I I think we'll win and we'll win quite Six, well. Seven. Win the individual battles. No, fuck you, lads. We won't lose. <laughs> what are you so fucking confident for? Fuck's sake. I go 3 0. I think uh, I think we'll have far too much. And another frustrating night on Saturday against Drogs. I think uh, that frustration is going to be taken out on, on that school full of students. <laughs> Magoo, you're not meant to make predictions, no? No, I hate them, Ronald. I hate them. Uh, 7-0 ah fuck off will ya scary fuck's sake I, um, I'm confident I, I go 3-0 yeah, yeah. I, think, like I, think, I think the will go on well, if, you're, if you're not going to do it against UCD when are you going to score 3 like you know ah, look, yeah but yeah, I, I just don't I don't the, like like Magoo said like we struggled against them all last season you know like um they were a bogey team for us last season, so you can't go into a game like just thinking, "Oh yeah, we're going to join." In. This is going. This is it. This is. It. We had. I like what Jerry was saying last week. <clears throat> you have to make it happen. Like you, you, do you know what I mean? We have to make it happen. Uh, I hope we do make it happen, but I certainly wouldn't like to go into uh, us going into a game thinking, "Oh yeah, that's three hundred three points for us." There's no such thing mm-hmm. as three points in this league. With um, with our with um, Brandeflect back. Um, what what's that going to do to the rest of the team? Do we think in relation to Frank and will Frank play on the wing? What can happen? I think uh, I think Hartman. I think Hartman. Uh, one day is dropped to say that he'll come. He's benched and um, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. You're not being dropped. No, it's not. You're, a finisher. you're going to be a finisher. You're going to finish yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're really done. good. That's why it was so hard to cut you. <laughs> what, what are we, though? Are we in round 10 of games now? I think it's or nine. This will be 11, I think. Yeah, but this yeah. Is 11, so yeah. We're, before that, we're in, we're in round 10 at the games, right? So, how many fixtures yeah. are there each week? Like is it five, is it or five, sorry. five? Okay, so we played 50 games this season as a league. Um, I would say that there hasn't been more than a goal between each team in probably 58 out of the 60 games. So that kind of when we're saying that we're going to beat them 3 0, 7 0, blah 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 blah, stats would suggest that we actually won't. Yeah, but look at UCD's results. But they haven't been that bad, have they? Yeah, but well, they've, they've, I tell you now, like, like well, I said, I have it here, Connor. I have it here. Maybe I'm stressing it so, 58, but definitely 55 so, games. So, no right. more, so, more. So they beat, they beat Cork. Then they, they were hammered 3 0 by Shams. They drew 0 all with UCD. They were beaten 3 0 by Pat. UCD they, drew 0 all with UCD. <laughs> they drew 0 all with UCD. Was that, with, was with that, was that first, year, first year against second year? <laughs> they drew 0 all with Shams. They were beaten 3 0 by UC, by St. Pat's. They, yeah. There was a goal in it against uh, Bowles. There was a goal in it against Drada. They were beaten by Drada. They were hammered 4 by Derry. Uh, 
in UCD. They were beaten 4 0 by Cork. Uh, there was a goal in it in our game, and they drew their very first game of the season against Dundalk 1 1. So that's four games, but there's been no other team really that's got turnover to the extent. That, no, and this is why I'm saying this. You know, if, if oh, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, like, we played about 50 games. There's probably about five games in total that where there's been a goal in the difference. Um, obviously, UCD are the kind of outlier in that. So, yeah, you're probably right on it. One thing I'd say before we go, though, is that um, probably the more the more frustrating thing for me this season has not whatever about conceding shitty goals and things like that, that that is obviously frustrating and, and, and stuff like that. But the thing that's frustrated me the most is that is people that are nearly mimicking uh, English Premier League supporters in terms of um, stack the manager or this is shite, that's shite, everything's fucking shite. Um, you know, I think people are watching far too much Sky Sports and going on social media and talking absolute bollocks. People need to calm down. Um, you know, it's a tight league. It's nip and tuck the whole way. You win against UCD, straight away you're back in the top four. Fair enough, we don't win, we're probably in the bottom four. But we're not the English Premier League. We're not English football supporters. Go and support your local side. Cut out the bullshit on, on, on social media. It's actually fucking embarrassing at this stage. Um, and just enjoy it for what it is. And we're a community club. You know, the people's club. Just enjoy it for what it is. And cut out this kind of English Premier League type mentality where you sack the manager, you're bringing another new manager. We're not Liverpool. We're not Man United. We're not Spurs. We don't have that money. Liverpool don't sack the manager. Well, whatever, sorry. Just, I always kind of say Liverpool. But you know what I mean? It's just, it, that for me... Knee-jerk is, fucking reaction. Yeah, it's just, but you're you, not yeah. back in your, you're not back in your yeah. club. Yeah. You're talking shit on social media. Just, like, cop on, like. But Jerry, you you, were, you put me on to the new uh, Derry City podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, I listened to the, their most recent episode. They were having a conversation. I think it was a similar point to what you were making. Uh, that, right. that, I, I actually uh, didn't hear it, so I'm not picking up on... Well, they were, they were talking about <laughs> people who were calling for Rory Higgins' head. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, rightly or wrongly, but it just it just seems it just seems nuts that, uh, the way, particularly the way that this season has, has played out, you know, you're, you win a game, you lose a game, it could put you anywhere, you could end up anywhere in the league over the space of two weeks. But in relation to, to Sligo Rovers, the quality and the technical ability of some of those players on the pitch, like I don't, I don't think we've had a squad with that with the technical ability that we have at the moment in years, like in years, and to be calling for managers' heads is absolutely off the wall. Carry on, yeah. Some of the football, some of the football we play is a joy to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just go and enjoy it. Absolutely, Magoo. That's it. Go and enjoy it. Like, what do you want? Do you want a fella just to fucking hoof a, a team that hoofs the ball up the pitch with a big centre, a big foot, uh, centre forward? And... Some people do, don't they? Unfortunately, huh? some people actually do. Get it forward. Get yeah, it forward. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think that's kind of an early consequence of um, LOI TV as well. In that, you know, people that might necessarily go to games are actually watching games uh, 
whatever way they are watching them on on TVs, I don't, you know, I won't get into that. But now they've got, it's like watching, they might watch Liverpool or Man United at four o'clock in the day and then they're watching Rovers at half seven. So they think it's the same thing as in, you know, uh, you don't need to go to the games and support the club or you can just, it's like a TV show. Yeah. It's not like real life. Same product, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, and I just think that's a consequence of LOI TV where it's given these people that wouldn't necessarily go to the games uh, a voice and an opinion and in my opinion, it's not the right thing, um, but it's like a TV show to them. It's not like real life. Like, come on, we're sliding. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of romantic game too, Jerry. Though, I hear them. Yeah, there is, there yeah. is, but I think that added to the social media side of things, where people aren't going to the games, but they're seeing the games, and it's 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 like watching the EPL. It's not like EPL is a TV show. It's not a, it's not a sport anymore. In my it's opinion, like, it's like the WWF. Yeah, the lack of realism, just, isn't it? To caught up yeah, in the hype exactly. and bullshit yeah. of, of social media and it have it welded to their hands and they don't understand the realism or the... And how can we not win every game? Behind. Yeah. Win every game. It's the lack yeah. of realism that, that fucking yeah. kills you. 100% David. Thank you, Connor. Thanks, Ronan. Thank you, Donald. Thanks, Ronan. Thanks, Laz. Thank you, Magoo. Cheers, Ronan. Thank you, David. If we score, if we score seven, I want a free keg of white hag. Not a fucking Chris. <laughs> We're all getting the keg. Hey, thanks, Roland. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm just going to wait out, scream into a pillow. Two and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud. I went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. Three They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot Stenson. One more.